But I have to, to be honest, you know, really listening to Anne-Marie, you know, with all of you to share what I've learned um, in this process of, of being a spiritual mother of this mission. And so I, you know, want to talk a little bit about what I see happens and to be very honest with you. I think the Spirit has moved us for the theme of the retreat this year because it's important, the theme. The theme is at the essence of what it's going to take to be the few that remain, really, at the cross, on the cross, with the Lord. The theme is go deep, and then remain. You have to, each of you have to understand something very important. As victim souls, the path is to, is our preparation. It is a profound going deep. Like I spoke to you a little bit on Thursday into the heart of Jesus. Going deep into our hearts, allowing the Holy Spirit to bring to life our wounds, the lies we come to believe. It's really the dying of the grain of wheat so that the new women and men can rise up. And then being able to go deep with each, with each other and other people. If we get to the point as we walk the path that we're not willing to go deeper, something happens. If you get to the point in the path where you're not willing to see and to deal with Roots, like Hebrew says, roots of bitterness. And you, ref you know, something happens. It's like, it's a path that you have to keep moving. You have to keep going deeper and you're given the graces. The mission of love crucified. I want to read something to you. Because it's important for you to understand this. I was in the Blessed Sacrament a few months ago, and I was in tears. I went to a fundraiser on human trafficking for a Christian organization that's trying to open a house in Miami for women that are taken out of this. My eyes were open, which I didn't know, to this horrific evil. A young woman, 26 years old, Melissa, came and spoke to us. At the age of 16, she was taken from Wisconsin. A girlfriend of hers had a boyfriend, and she got in the car with them, not having any idea that the boyfriend was part of this human trafficking organization. 
They abducted her, just like that. For 10 years, she was stuck in this human trafficking since the age of 16. She got out at 26. She explained to us in detail what her life since the age of 16 was. You cannot be found pretty much once they take you. She watched almost all her friends killed. Oh my gosh. She told us about how she was beat by the pimps every day. They're drugged every day. Of what happens to them. I was horrified. I learned of this huge, in the United States, so when um, Sheila was talking today about how they're being taken, how it's organized in our schools. I mean, it, it, I don't want to, it, it's like a huge thing. But anyways, I go to the Blessed Sacrament and I'm in tears. And I'm praying, how can this be? And I'm thinking the average age where they're taken, abducted, is the age of 13 to 16. That's the target age they're taken. Okay, she was saved because actually at the age of 26, she was put in prison for prostitution because they end up putting in prison the victims. Okay, it's in prison that one of these Christian organizations finds her and takes her out. The level of healing they have to go through after when they're taken out is so great. Imagine she was in at 16. She never finished a high school education. She's not prepared to do anything. She was tortured for 10 years. Imagine the level of healing, of trauma that these poor women and, and men have to go through when they, if, if they get out of it. Okay? So I'm in, in, in the Blessed Sacrament on my knees, bawling tears, praying, how can this be, my Lord? You know, how? You know, help them. You know, on and on. And this is what the Lord tells me. He said, I hear, my little one, the cry of the poor, the cry of the afflicted, the cry of the innocent. I need you to reach them. I need my living hosts. Look at Mother Teresa. She heard my voice and responded. And through her, I brought relief to my little ones. The greatest sorrow of my heart is that many souls are chosen, but very few respond. You have been chosen to raise up my army of victim souls, to fight against the forces of evil. It is my army of victim souls that will raise up my army of holy priests. God's army of victim souls is God's power against the forces of Satan. Bring me victim souls. And I said, how, my Lord? I have been trying for years 
to bring my Lord victim souls. And he said, through your willingness to suffer all with me. And I realized the Lord hasn't chosen me to be like the my friends that I'm helping to open this house. He hasn't chosen me to go out and find these women. He's chosen me to be a victim soul to fight against Satan, the forces of evil that is behind all of this. The main mission that you have been called for as mothers of the cross and the reason we wear this cross is because we have been asked by the Lord, chosen, and we have responded to be his victim souls, Mary's white army. Our mission is against Satan himself, my sisters. It's against the evil itself. You've got to understand what we're up against here. This is not a community of this nice, you know, this is our mission. When we forget this, we're in trouble. This is first and foremost who we are. That's why the Lord keeps saying, believe. Believe who you are. Believe in the power of your lives. Our mission is not, you can have apostolic work. That's wonderful. But our mission is in your everyday homes, in the ordinary, in the hidden. Because our mission is against Satan himself. And because what happens, yes, we receive power and love when we put on this cross. But let me tell you something. The forces of Satan come against us too. Satan knows who we are. We are the army that's going, is defeating him. And you don't think we get attacked? You better believe we do. You don't think Satan is constantly wanting to get you out of this community? You better believe you do. This is what happens. This is what Anne Marie's talking about. Don't take it lightly. Every single person in this community is going to come across a point where you are seriously tested. Where you seriously have to look at some very deep things. Because Satan can work in those places in us. And if we don't have the humility to open our hearts up to each other. And to help and to say I'm going through a difficult place. And to have each of us pray for one another. You're going down. You're not going to make it. I'm telling you right now, the minute you allow Satan to isolate you, the minute you allow him to take him into your wounds and to oppress you, and you permit it and separate yourselves from us, you're going to have a hard time. And the Lord is giving us all the graces. We do not have to be afraid. He has been preparing us. He is giving us all the graces to persevere, but we have to be willing to persevere. Just like you have to in a marriage. You, every single marriage goes through a time and a few times that are difficult. 
Every single marriage goes through a time where maybe a divorce, you know, sounds really good or someone there is thinking of going that way. I'm sorry. If you've, I've been married, I'm going on 37 years. They always speak close to 10 years is one of your first, you know, big points. Satan wants to destroy that marriage. But it takes something to work through those difficult moments. It takes a perseverance. It takes prayer. It takes faith. And that's what it's going to take to persevere as a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross. When you hit those points, like in any marriage, you have to be willing to really go deep, to really, like Father Cantalamesa says in our place in the path in the sacred heart, you have to be willing to receive correction. You have to be willing to receive you know, um, words, knowledge from your brothers and sisters, from those accompanying you, from those directing you. Because you know what Father Canta La Mesa says? It's like a doctor, a surgeon that commits surgery on himself. It's impossible. Give me a break. Marianne and I were having accompaniment yesterday, and I have to tell you, we had the most amazing spiritual accompaniment. Through my sister, I came to a place of shame in my heart that I never knew existed. Marianne brought me there. And the devil was attacking her, feeling she has nothing to contribute. That's one of the lies from our wounds that many of us live with. You are nobody. You have nothing. And so what does the path do? All of that has to be rooted out of us, my sisters. The wounds have to be healed. All the lies have to be rooted out so that we can rise to become the new ease. So that the purer we are, the greater the power against Satan. But that's what happens. And you know what? As much as we all suffer, we have to suffer. It will continue to happen. And in the end, just like St. Louis de Munford said, at the end of his life, he writes, The Friends of the Cross. And at the end of St. Louis de Munford's life, he comes to this awareness that 2,000 years ago, there were few at the cross. Louis de Munford comes to the end of his life and realizes there are still few friends of the cross. And he writes that last letter, which I think is one of the last things he wrote, St. Louis the Munford. Everyone should read it. It's part of our reading of a mother and missionary of the cross. St. Therese of Lucier gets to the end of her life. You know what she laments? That there are such few vic merciful victims of love. And she cries about that. 2,000 years later, it's still, there's few victims of love. But the Lord promises us, with the few that have responded, past, present, and future, because we're all one, God is going to bring forth the air of peace. Amen. And Satan is going to be cast into hell through us. And we're going to go now through some really difficult times, my family, times of great, great darkness in the world. 
And if we're not centered in the faith of what the Lord has told us, we're going to have a hard time. If you think we're having a hard time persevering now, just wait. It's going to get much harder. And so, you know, that bouquet, yes, Maria was absolutely right. We are meant to be together because there's a force in a community of victim souls. And the other thing that came across when I was talking to Marianne yesterday is, I said, you know, it's, Marianne mentioned something, you know, about suffering with the Lord and, you know, offering up. And I said, yes, but those that leave our community, I am sure continue to suffer with the Lord. I have no doubt. But ultimately, that's not why we have the path. We have the path. The one reason the Lord gave us the path is to bring us into union with the Trinity. He gave us the path to make us new. The fulfillment of the gospel. The new Adams and the new Eves for the new Pentecost. That's why we have the path. But that we cannot do alone. I can leave love crucified and I know I will continue to suffer with the Lord. But I will tell you, if I wouldn't have been with Marianne at spiritual accompaniment yesterday, I would still be in the dark about the shame I've been hiding in my heart since I was a little girl. And the Lord used my sister in the community to bring that to light for me. I would have not re-entered that darkness and how it has affected me, even in the mission God's given me, if it wouldn't have been for my sister. That's why we need community. Because we're not going to be purified of all the darkness, of all the wounds, of all the lies in us, if we don't have each other telling us and helping us. 